Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. The Velcro Pygmies headlining the show as a celebration for three years of rock and roll sushi here in our community. We are thrilled to have music, we are thrilled to have food, and we are thrilled to have on the brand of Moving and Storage Hotline, Cam Fleener, the lead singer of the Velcro Pygmies. Cameron, welcome. How how are you guys to let anybody get on this radio station? Apparently, huh? Buddy, um, you you're in some pretty elite company today. I got to say, you got uh, some very successful huh? entrepreneurs. We just had an NBA player on a minute ago. I mean, this is a it's a pretty all over the place show today. Well, I'm glad that I'm able to bring the success average down. <laughs> when did you guys form the, the Velcro Pygmies, Cam? How long have you guys been doing this? I put the band together in 1990. Whenever I uh, decided to leave my educational aspirations at the University of Kentucky. And I uh, really didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, so I thought that I would put a rock and roll band together to kill a little bit of time, and here I am, what, 30 years later, still trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my life. Cam, a lot of people study bourbon at the University of Kentucky. Don't feel bad. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so so you guys are legendary in the southeast. Is that That's primarily where you play? Have you guys Do you guys play coast to coast, or you primarily stay in that region? Yeah. Uh, well, we we played pretty much everywhere, uh, and we've been invited to play everywhere. Um, but typically, the furthest north we go, we play up at the Great Lake mm-hmm. every year. There's a little island up there called Putin Bay. Band's from Louisville, so we play in that in that area. Uh, we're venturing over into Myrtle Beach now, and we're doing some South Carolina, Texas, uh, Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, Kentucky, Indiana, Ohio, Mississippi, um, Alabama. Um, so. We're, we're a little bit of everywhere. Uh, basically, it's all where we can can drive to in about eight hours because, you know, the shows, you got to get there. Physically, you got to get there. Mm-hmm. So routing makes a big difference on on what shows we accept to play. And, and Arkansas is what we do. We have a footprint in Arkansas, too. We've made a big deal about rock and roll shows, and idiots are now throwing things on stage on a regular basis. And I saw a guy throw a boot at a country artist the other day that he was trying to get signed, and then unfortunately for that guy, the boot got sent way into the stratosphere. Um, somebody got hit in the head with a phone the other day. What's the best thing you've ever had thrown on stage at a concert? Underwear, always the best. <laughs> yeah. We always get underwear. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but, and, and, you know, sexy underwear are fun. But it's always nice when somebody throws a nice big set of granny panties up there. Yep. That's always a really good time. So, gotcha. Yeah. So when you're putting the yeah, set, and, and good. With as long as we've been around, we've watched uh, a lot of our audience transition from thongs into granny panties. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a sign of respect, and they they keep coming back for yeah. more, right? That's exactly right. Tom Jones, we're the Tom Jones of today. We love we love the repeat customers. That's good. So. When you're putting a set list together, how many songs do you guys have like total that you're comfortable playing that you guys have rehearsed and you're ready to rock and roll on? And how many um, typically uh, get in a show? Well, okay, first of all, let's back up because you put a couple of uh, quantifiers in there. Rehearse, I don't know what that word means. So <laughs> uh, songs that have been rehearsed, very few. Gotcha. Songs that we can play and get through, hundreds. hundreds, <laughs> and hundreds. Okay. So how many? We, how many? I, so- I have a I have a philosophy that too much rehearsal ruins rock and roll. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Well, I've heard a few bands that that make that very apparent. Uh, your band, of, <laughs> I'm assuming, is not going to be that way. You guys are just if you're if you're touring all the time, you are playing all the time, so you don't necessarily have to practice yeah. much. That's right. Exactly. People ask us when we when we practice, and uh, I'll, I'll point to the stage and say, "Well, you just saw practice," yeah. because literally every night 
it's a rehearsal. Uh, interesting story. When I hired a guitar player, Chase, um, he was kind of, you know, he was much younger than we are. And when I hired him, um, I said, hey, we need you. You know, these are the songs we play. And he's like, well, when are, gonna, when are we going to rehearse? I said, well, I thought you were a pro. Do you need to rehearse? So literally, long story short, the first time I ever met Chase in person was moments before he walked on stage to play his first show with us. Wow. Okay. Well, that, Not no, a single rehearsal. Nothing like shaming your coworkers into being ready to play, right? <laughs> That's right. Exactly right. Hey, that, I've, that, I've it, seen it you guys— well. I've seen you guys play a lot, right? And, like, Chase is as good as I think he is, isn't he? I mean, that dude's, like, amazing with that guitar. He's a monster. It's unreal. Yeah, he is a monster. We're talking to Kim. And, and I, I don't, you know, there's there's a lot of guys and young artists, when I get an opportunity to, to mentor or work with them, I say the dynamic on stage is going to be completely different than it is in the basement. So just because you know how to play it in the basement doesn't mean you know how to play it on stage. Mm. So... Don't don't waste hours and hours in the basement. Get it on stage right away because that's the only way you can analyze and diagnose what the real problems are. Because it is a totally different animal when you put it on stage. That's a good point. It makes sense. I think the probably most of life is like that. We're talking to Cam Fleener. If you're just tuning in from the Velcro Pygmies, playing next week at the Hall. Um, so, w- what band do you guys cover the most? Is there a band that's the most common as far as covers you guys not, play? Not really. Um, it, it, it stylistically. Um, you know, the band is really hard to classify, and we do that on purpose. So people kind of, well, well, what are they like? And, and ultimately, people like, well, you just have to go see them. I mean, it, you know, it's not really about the music. Um, we, we believe in the idea of what I call superhero rock, where the artist should be larger than life, should project an image and an attitude. Now, that doesn't mean you're a jerk or an arrogant asshole. It means that you just project that confidence because people want and need rock stars. And when we play, like we just, we were in uh, Gulf Shores for the past two nights and it's an all ages event. And we've got kids there that are, you know, seven years old. And we want to deliver an over the top experience for those people that really gets them excited about rock and roll. And the, the way you get that is you have to go back to the 80s and earlier back when those guys were superheroes and your Motley Crue's and Poison and David Lee Roth and Kiss and, and you know, Alice Cooper and even further back, you know, Elvis Presley, um, you know, you got Prince, Michael Jackson, all of those images that were larger than life. So our presentation is larger than life. It's not really about the bands we play. It's about the way we present it. So if we're doing a Garth Brooks song, it's going to be like, Motley Crue doing the dark <laughs> I love it. That's perfect. By the way, uh, I don't know if you saw this. Alice just put out a new song called White Line Frankenstein. So he's still right, making music right. at his age. I love it. Of course. Of course he is, as he should be. Yep. He's a pioneer, and he is still an innovator, and people still try to duplicate him, and they can't. You know, And he's just he's got a brand that is you cannot duplicate. I saw on one of your set lists that you guys played uh, Tone Loke's Wild Thing. That, yes, that... we do, and we played, and we played with Tone Loke on three occasions. Oh, and he is an amazing guy! <laughs> How yeah. amazing was that? Yeah, yeah. We got we played with Tone Loke. We actually, Brett Michaels actually opened for us, and uh, Joan Jett actually opened for us. Wow! Awesome. And uh, and then and we got to we got to open for Snoop Dogg, which was pretty wow. cool. Wow. Yeah, he was just in Arkansas not long ago. Uh, Tone Loke, uh, not not well enough remembered, I think, as the real star of the show in Ace Ventura: Pet Detective. Yep. You know. Jim Carrey's always stealing the scenes, but Tone Loke was the real talent in that one, I think. You're darn right he was. Absolutely, 100%.
So the most humble guy you could imagine, just truly an incredible artist. And his show is really, really good. The way he does it, mm-hmm. um, he, he's he's really exploited um, his the two songs that he does. He exploits them very well. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Well, you got to. I mean, you got to milk it. Then you play like a recu of it, and like the nine inch version, and all those things. Anyway, he's uh yeah he's he's great. Plus, he's got the unique the voice. I mean, he and uh, David Fisdale, the NBA guy. You know, they get that real raspy, gravelly voice. I love it. If all goes well, he's going to do a little cameo on our next album. Okay. We're pretty excited about that. What about about a cameo Wednesday at the Hall? That'd be kind (laughs) of cool. Um, Wednesday is not just for fun, Cam, but it is largely for fun. If you're just tuning in, Cam Fleener from the Velcro Pygmies joining us. We are raising some money for a great cause also. Well, I hope so. That's the plan anyway. So tell us about the charity you guys are, are, uh, are helping out. Well... Five years ago, uh, and there were there were a lot of lot of things that came together to make this happen. Um, number one is I was recognizing that we were losing our industry because we were losing fans because the younger generation was not being exposed appropriately to live music. Um, they were all being exposed. You know, we live in this Instagram TikTok world now, and more and more people were unable or disinterested in going to see live music. And so our industry was dying. And I felt like that the best way to recharge that would be to take the live music experience actually to the kids, take it to the high schools. Well, you can't very easily just go up to a high school and say, hey, we want to be a rock and roll band, you know, in here and play. They look at you like, now that's not going to happen. So I kind of sat on that for years and years and years. And then a very innovative teacher uh, approached me with this idea of having a fundraiser at her school where the kids not only raised the money, but they went through an entire curriculum where they learned aspects of entrepreneurship under the umbrella of promoting a concert. Because a concert event is basically a small business, and it's a little microcosm. So it's not like a hamburger stand that has no real end. It, you know, yeah, it's a beginning, but a concert has a beginning and an end. So you can start and finish and analyze all of this. Well, it was a really, really out-of-the-box educational concept, and it was massively successful to the point where we, we thought it was going to be a one-off. And after we did it, we had schools from literally all 50 states have reached out wanting us to bring this to their school. So here we are five years later. We've raised hundreds of thousands of dollars for schools because it is a fundraiser. The schools keep all the money. What we do is absolutely free. And so when we go into XYZ High School, there's no money. And uh, these they get it for free. When they sign up, they get the concert, they get the curriculum, they get the customer support they get every bit of it absolutely free now it's not free to do and so that's why we're having this fundraiser to raise money so that we can take our program to more and more schools um, at this point we uh, we had two years where covid shut us down but over the three years that we've been actively up and rolling we've done about 150 schools and it's been uh, you know thousands and thousands and thousands of kids have been impacted by our organization called reach and teach listen if me coming over there and listening to great music and drinking is going to help the cause, by God, I'm in. <laughs> that, and and that, that's what we're asking people to do. Come have some fun. Enjoy the show. Uh, and, and know that what you're doing 
matters. You know, it, it's going to have an impact on, you know, if you love live music and you want live music to continue, then come out and support something that uh, a portion of your participation is going to go to keep live music alive. Because we, 95, this is a crazy statistic, 95% of the students that attend our event, and when we go into a high school, it's anywhere from 400 to 1,000 kids that attend. 95% of them have never been to a live music event ever in their life. We're the first one. Man. And that is mind-boggling. It is. Uh, and, and we need more of that. We need more access to live music to these kids so that they get excited about it and they keep this alive. Otherwise, our industry is going to go away, and we just can't have that. Hey, hey, Cam. Yeah, thank you. We're really, yep. I mean, Rock and Roll Sushi, we're just so happy to be aligned with uh, Reach and Teach. It's our primary charity partner, and it's just such a great fit, and we can't wait to, you know, have a good party, good time Wednesday night, and raise the money for Reach and Teach. Hey, I also wanted to ask you, so the guys opening up for you are Hold On Hollywood, and you've got yep. some uh, experience with those guys. Can you give us a quick story of how yeah. you all know each other? Well, Nick, their guitar player and founding member, his father... Uh, Jeff was our original graphic designer and did all of our merchandise. And we were playing in Houston, Texas. And this is, I mean, Nick, the guitar player for Hold On With Hollywood, would have been about five years old at that point. <laughs> and uh, uh, Jeff came out and actually Jeff got a text message from a friend and said, you have to come to this club and see this band. I can't even describe what they are. So uh, Jeff came out and just said, hey, man, you know, I know you've heard this before, but I'm a graphic designer. I do merchandise. I would love to partner with you. So Jeff took over all of our merchandising. He made it, sold it, traveled with us, designed it. He did our website, did all of our social media. Well, Nick, his, his son would travel with him. And so we would not sneak him in, but Nick would get into the clubs because he would help with merchandise. Well, during that time, Nick got really excited about, you know, music because he saw, and I'm going to reveal this, he saw that girls like guys in bands. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, anybody that tells you that their motivation for being in a rock and roll band is music is a liar. <laughs> their motivation is girls, okay? And then we all have to act like it's because of the music, but it's girls ultimately. And so Nick saw that, and he would get up and play with us and do some of our original tunes, and he really, really got excited about it. So, uh, him and his brothers put uh, a little band together uh, that played a little bit around Houston, and then um, then Nick got really serious about it and got with some guys and put together a whole on Hollywood thing. And they've been out. Uh, they've got to, to do an opening spot for Bon Jovi as a result of a radio contest. Mm. Um, they've, they've done some shows with Candlebox. Really, really cool guys. Great, great rock and roll band. Very poppy. Um, so it's a, it's a heavy, but it's a, it's a real cool sing-along thing. Guys are all very, you know, edgy, good-looking guys. So they're going to be a lot of fun. And so, yeah, we've got a lot of history. And I would go so far as to say that we are personally responsible for Nick playing guitar. <laughs> Sounds like you are. It's Cam Fleener from the Velcro Pygmies. We're going to see them next Wednesday. And hold on, Holly, we're going to open things up. We're going to have a blast, and it's all a fundraiser, and a celebration. So we're going to make it all one full yeah. soup, and by God, we're going to have a good time. Now, I will tell you guys this in advance. Uh, you're probably going to do the Thursday segment next week without me because I'm going to have a good time next Wednesday. <laughs> good. So good luck, boys. We, we might not have a Thursday segment. Yeah, I, I'll do a call-in from bed, but I'm not going to be in here at 10 o'clock. I can tell you that much. Anyway, 
Uh, Cam, thanks for the time, man. Safe travels around, and we'll see you back here in Little Rock next week. Thanks, buddy. Thank you guys so much. Awesome. You You bet.